Crime Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime, suspense, and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before I bring on my guests, let me remind you that the Crime Cafe 9 book set is available for sale at all major and some minor online retailers. The Crime Cafe short story anthology is also available online for sale, and it's 99 cents for the anthology and $1.99 for the box set, so check it out. Just go to debbiemack.com, D-E-B-B-I-M-A-C-K.com, and look under Crime Cafe or Books to find the books there. And with that, um, I would like to now introduce an author who created one of the most awesome female protagonists ever. (laughs) The character is Charlie Fox, and the author is Zoe Sharp. Zoe, it's great to have you here today. Thank you very much for inviting me, Debbie. It's a pleasure to be here. I can't tell you how happy I am to have you on. Um, (laughs) So you have one of the most fascinating bios ever. Uh, You actually wrote your first novel at 15? I did. It it dates me horribly to say my father typed it up with carbon copies uh, and it went out to publishers and received what's known in the trade as rave rejections. So (laughs) it still sits in a box in the attic and uh, my father, bless him, keeps threatening to get it out and put it on eBay. Oh, that's so cool. At which point I remind him that it won't be long before I am choosing his nursing home and he should be nice to me. (laughs) Good for you. Um, And you became a photojournalist. I think that's very cool. Uh, And you mentioned that Charlie Fox grew out of the death threats you received as a photojournalist. What was that about? Uh, yes, that was that was a weird set of circumstances. I was I was working in the the motoring field. I was involved with a lot of auto magazines, and I was sent to see a collection of cars with a, a guy. And when I arrived, uh, two things happened. The the guy was very surprised to see that I was not on my own, as he was clearly expecting, and the collection of cars did not exist. So it was around the time when a real estate agent in the UK called Susie Lamplew had gone to show a client round a vacant house and was never seen again. And the, the death threat letters started, a, you know, shortly after that, that incident. And I was kind of wondering whether it was the guy who'd been hoping to get me on my own um, so it uh, it tends to concentrate your mind. It started me learning an awful lot of self-defense. Mm. But it, it also sort of sparked off the, the character of Charlie Fox. Mm-hmm. Well, I can just imagine. That must have been very scary. Uh, it was first annoying, and only afterwards when the ramifications sank in did it get a lot, a lot more scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Well, I love Charlie Fox. When I was a kid watching action movies, it was always the woman who got, who put themselves in harm's way and who would do what I would call tripping over their shoelaces. They'd be running with the man and then they would fall or something. Yes, they'd always sprain their ankle. and Exactly. They would need some sort of help. But... um, I've always enjoyed strong women in movies and on TV. 
when I was a kid, I used to watch the Avengers, and I just loved Mrs. Peel, and um, and Honey West. You know, it's one of my favorite. Mm -hmm. I'm dating myself now, <laughs> but um, how has well, uh, it was exactly those kind of characters that I wanted to get to with with Charlie Fox and it still bugs me that even now you have to specify that a female character is strong yeah. I mean, whereas you don't have to do that with a male character nobody ever describes you know Lee Child's Jack Reacher as a strong male character because you just you kind of assume that unless there is something very specific about the character he is going to be strong just by the very fact that he's male so I, I like to write about about capable female characters, and even in the standalone I've done, the the, the female character of Kelly Jacks is still very capable, and uh, not not quite as deadly as Charlie, but very capable. That's awesome. That's something that I've wanted all my life. I I, I wanted that so much as a child, and it's wonderful to see that now. See more of that now. And we yeah. need more of that. And we we still do. It's weird. Even in, in sort of my normal life. I mean, as I mentioned, I used to be involved with with car magazines and that was a rarity to be a woman working in that in that field. I mean I started that nearly thirty years ago, but even so it's still this it's still not that common for women to be involved in that field mm -hmm. or to be knowledgeable in that field. But more recently, I've been renovating um, houses. And I find that whenever you have any kind of technical ability to do renovation work, guys look at you with their jaws open and go, where did you learn to do this? And it was, it was my mother who came up with the brilliant answer to this, which was she said, you should just tell them I learned from my mother. <laughs> that would be such a good answer. Well, I have to tell you, I used to do electronics technology when I, that was my first major, quote unquote, when I uh, started college. Mm -hmm. And there were two other women in the class. Yeah. And the guys looked at me, I was a, a lab tech and the guys looked at me and they were just like, I don't believe it. And I ended up showing one of them up, which really... <laughs> <laughs> kind of at that point they they actually gained a little respect for me but yeah. and my sister was also a, an auto mechanic but um that's a whole nother story let's talk <laughs> about charlie fox okay okay uh i've noticed that charlie starts off really strong in that first book which just grabbed me and has grown and developed over the course of the series um can you talk a little about how she has grown and developed? Well, yeah, I think when you write a series character, you either have the choice, you make the decision fairly early on that you're going to keep them very static in their personal development. And for a writer, in some ways, that that makes life easier because it doesn't matter what order then people read the books. If the character doesn't change, it's only the events happening to that character that are that are different from one book to the next. But I wanted the character to change and develop. I always knew from the start that she would go from teaching self-defense into close protection. And then sort of she she's now really moving um, through a, a side um 
I suppose, a side door of close protection into a more proactive role. That's where I'm taking her in the, in the latest book and, um, and certainly where I plan to take her from this point forwards. So I wanted the character to develop and I wanted her to go on as much of a personal journey in each book or sometimes that spans several books as I did to her actually having to deal with the, the events of each separate plot. And so I, I've, I've always gave her right from the start. She discovered she had an ability to kill, which is a very uh, difficult aspect for the character to come to terms with herself. And it's something, again, we've talked about the difference between male and female characters, but, but the guys are kind of expected to shoot the villains and go and have a, a, you know, a beer in the bar at the end of the day. Women are are treated differently if they are able to do that. They either become psychopaths or they become these somehow ice-cold assassins. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to keep her a very kind of human, um, slightly vulnerable person, but her abilities do give her kind of psychological hang-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, she recognises that, you know, you cross her line in the sand and she is, has the capability to stop you in your tracks. Mm-hmm. And I admire that about her and about your writing. Um, Sean Meyer, an interesting character that you uh, introduced in book two, as I recall, uh, was this part of the plan to show Charlie's vulnerabilities without weakening her and can you talk a little about their relationship? Well they've had a slightly complicated relationship I think that's the easiest way to say it Um, (laughs) and it doesn't get any easier. Um, Yes I needed somebody to um, as a bit of a foil for Charlie uh, somebody who Initially, in the early books, she was very admiring of, she wanted to emulate, and gradually, gradually, that relationship has almost changed over, changed over in that she has become the strong side of the partnership. Um, and that in itself was very interesting because people do develop and they do change. Sean has changed quite a lot over the course of the series, and... Um, you know, in the, the, the latest book, I'm not going to give away, but their, their relationship comes to something of a, a crisis point in the latest ah. book. Interesting. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about the latest book, and you said that she's more complicated than ever. Um, yes. How is she more complicated, and where do you see her going from here? Well, the latest book, I wanted to deal with um, some aspects of her past, so uh, I not only used very current events happening in the Middle East, but I also wanted to allude back to the the guys who attacked her when she was in the army and put a little bit more context on that uh, and in the, the role of, of uh, people who were a little higher up the food chain who uh, Charlie never realised were quite as involved as they were. So she she kind of sets a, an, a, a, an element of her past to rest in the latest book, but it also means she's she's closed some doors in her personal relationships, and uh, she's uh, she's looking to set off in a in a slightly different direction. So uh, I can't say too much without giving away kind of uh, what happens in in the new book in Fox Hunter, but. Uh, 
it's uh, it, it it was very interesting to write. It took me a while to write this one, and I wanted to get the the, the her inner story right. Well, you've intrigued me totally, and uh, let's see. I was going to ask. You also have a standalone novel, correct? Yes, I do. The standalone. Uh, I have one out at the moment called The Blood Whisperer, and I also did a, a joint. Uh, novella with another author called An Italian Job. That sounds really cool. Is that espionage, I believe? Uh, well, the the other author is um, John Lawton, who is uh, an espionage thriller writer. Mm-hmm. So it's this this novella is more of a straightforward thriller, although. Um, Interestingly, I do I do drag into it a couple of characters from the series, so not Charlie herself. I have to uh, I have to say, but uh, it does have some little crossovers because it's all they're all kind of set in the same world. Mm-hmm. You create a world and uh, and you populate it with these side characters who sometimes pop up in other in other places. So, but I am planning to do. Um, I have a, another couple of standalone books uh, that should be out. Uh, fairly fairly soon in the next six months i hope okay well that's great and uh what's the process of collaboration like for you do you enjoy it and how does that work i do enjoy it because um we had a very rough framework for the book but inevitably when you you hand over the you know okay it's you like hand over a baton to the next author and say okay it's your turn to do the next scene when it comes back to you, it isn't always as as either you would have written it or where you were expecting it to go. And I like that. Uh, it, it presented a, a, quite a challenge. And also, I'm I'm um, a big fan of John Lawton's writing, and I feel it made me up my game a little bit on the writing front as well. Very cool. <laughs> so let's see, what else can I ask? Oh, what, one of your, I guess it's the Charlie Fox series has been optioned for television. Is that correct? Um, we're, well, we're, it's been optioned twice, the Charlie Fox series. And I think it's, uh, the option has just ended at the moment. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking around again to, uh, to see what, uh, what uh, television or film uh, prospects there are for Charlie. Well, I would think they would be extremely good because strong female protagonists are in now. And I know that women in Hollywood are hunting for these roles. They they, they can sink their teeth into these roles and they, they would love, I think, a role such as Charlie Fox. Yes, it's it's quite sad in some ways that one of the iconic strong female uh, characters in movies has to be uh, Sigourney Weaver's Ripley character in the Alien series and that was originally written for a man mm. and they cast Sigourney Weaver without changing the dialogue or without changing the script as far as I'm aware so it, it's a shame that you know they had to do that in order for um, a female character to be so uh, memorable. I know and another tendency I see is toward superhero type characters. The woman yeah. has to be some kind of superhero fighting machine as opposed to a human being. And that just, I get a little tired of that, but um, it's just great to have a character like Charlie Fox out there. And I surely hope 
that it gets made into a movie or a television show. Yeah. You have my so, so do I. Sincere uh, best wishes there. <laughs> and even in the latest book, uh, there is one uh, um, scene where she's uh, she's confronted with this guy, and she she gives him at least two options to avoid a, a physical. Uh, you know, altercation with him. So, uh, you know, she will still do everything she can to avoid a fight. Um, but once it gets that far, then she's she's going to make sure she's going to end the fight quickly. Well, very good. And if you could cast anybody as Charlie Fox, who would you pick? Oh, that's a question that keeps being asked. I find it easier to cast the other characters than I do Charlie. <laughs> Um, I mean, the last option was taken out by a, um, an actress called uh, Kathleen Rose Perkins, who has been in one of the NCIS series, and she's also been in, um, uh, I'm trying to remember the episodes, I think was another uh, TV series she was in. And she would have been, she would have been very, very good. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I do like Gina Carano who's been in some of the Fast and Furious films, she has the right kind of physical carriage for Charlie, I think. Mm -hmm. It's just whether she could do a Brit accent. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, well, um, I think I'm going to wrap things up here while we still oh. have sound. <laughs> Great. And um, is there anything you'd like to say before we uh, close out? Uh, well, anybody who is interested in finding out more about Charlie, I have a, quite a bit of stuff on my website, which is zoesharp.com. And uh, if they would like to sign up for my mailing list, they will get a free ebook. Awesome. Always a plus. Yep. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here, uh, Zoe. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, Debbie. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget, the Crime Cafe 9 book set and anthology are on sale on my website. Check it out under Crime Cafe or Books. And buy Zoe's books because they're awesome. And with that, I will simply say thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast and I'll talk to you again in two weeks.